Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano. And you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. And then Eric, I totally resent that. I hate y'all so much. <laughs> Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. And yes, Brandon and Eric are debating on how well my internet is going to go out. And they're debating what the over-under is for the amount of times that I freeze tonight. Uh, it's probably going to be quite a bit. But who cares about that? Stars pull out the win tonight, boys. They win by a final score of three to two over the Nashville Peacats. How are y'all doing? Great now. I mean, I think yep. we should start monetizing that over and under, though. I mean, we got to get something going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we got to get DraftKings Sportsbook to do a uh, a little betting line for us, right? Exactly. Let's exactly. call DraftKings. Yep. Well, uh, speaking of DraftKings, thanks to them for being the sponsor of this episode and all of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN next time you're there. Anyways, uh, initial thoughts, you guys. Uh, A little bit of, okay, heck yeah, to begin the game, and a little bit of holy crap in the second period, and then third period, even more holy crap because of just, I don't know, just the scariness and the anticipation that's killing me inside. Uh, What did y'all think of the game as a whole? Yeah, the Stars sandwiched a pretty terrible period with two really good ones, I thought. So uh, I was really happy with the way they started. I was especially worried about that coming off of the three-day break, and they just flew into Nashville today because of the CBA agreement. Um, But obviously, that didn't affect them at all, scoring right off the bat, and they should have scored multiple times in the first period. That was probably one of the bad parts about the game is that they didn't capitalize more when they were totally outplaying the Nashville. And then the second period was equally as bad in Nashville's favor. And they, they played, they dominated us the whole time. And Stars came right back at him in the third period, and then Soros stood on his head, and we still found a way to get one past him in the last minute. So that's the rundown real quick. Yeah, and I, I pretty much agree with that. It's just, it was two tales of two different games, honestly. It was Stars dominating for the the first period and third period. Then then the Predators dominating for the second period. And both times that both teams broke down, the goaltenders were pretty great. So overall, really good game. Scary game. They faced adversity. They came up on top. That's all that really matters at this point, for me at least. That's the biggest takeaway. But uh, getting into this game here, uh, sorry, did you all have anything? Nope. 
no, no, I thought I heard somebody say something. Anyway, okay. Uh, Otter getting the start here. We talked about very briefly on Sunday on Christmas night about who would get called up. And it appears that Frederick Olofsson, who was not on our radar at all, is the one that gets called up. And he starts on the fourth line. And I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it now since I mentioned him. But I thought he was absolutely fantastic tonight. I mean, noticeable in every facet of the game. It's a miracle he didn't score. I mean, he had three amazing chances and didn't bury any of them. Yeah. I mean, the the only thing that might be concerning is the time on ice that he had, but I, I'm positive a huge part of that is because of the eight penalties that were in the game. For sure. Yeah, yeah. but he only ends up playing uh, nine, nine and a half minutes pretty much. Wow, that's that's actually very surprising to me that he only played nine and a half minutes and he was impactful as he was. I mean, there is numerous times that I wrote his name down in my notes tonight, and that's something that you couldn't say of Riley Tufty when Riley Tufty was called up. Riley Tufty yeah. was okay, but he was just not noticeable enough in order to you know continue playing up with the big clubs. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Olafson should stay. He should definitely stay after the way that he played this game tonight. <laughs> And honestly, with what I saw from tonight, I thought he should have been on the line instead of Kiviranta being on the line with Sagan. Agreed. You know, Dad mentioned something about that too. He's actually here in uh, West Texas. So, but he he said that he thinks that Olafson should be playing with Sagan too. And I'm just kind of like, I just I don't know. I I just like the way Kiwi's game works is not purely based off of his skill. And that's obvious from him having five goals and zero assists. He's not going to, he's not going to help anyone on that line. He's just, he might score a goal every 10th game. 10th <laughs> game. Yeah. I think the other thing is that, I mean, we, the other thing is that we tried everyone there, everyone on our roster. We have tried to play with Sagan and it hasn't worked. So try somebody else. Well, let me shift a little bit. Have you liked that? That I guess you can call the third line of Sagan, Delandria, and Kiviranta? Because I thought tonight they played, they still played really well. They didn't finish we wanted it, to, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a lot better tonight, but it also has sucked several times since they've been paired together. So yeah. they've been real hot. I, I, don't, I don't think they played bad tonight, but you, you, you want to see still scoring from that third line, and that's something that we still have not seen from them. They're getting chances now, but you have to be able to score them. And it's just, it's something that Kiwi is probably not going to do hardly ever. And Delandria just doesn't have that great of a shot. I mean, we're looking at Sagan to score right now, and it doesn't look like he's going to score as much as we want him to. So we need another person that can do something else other than just maybe get a goal. He needs like a Zuccarello kind of person to play with or him. Bo Horvat. Or Bo or Bo or Bo the Bo, Bo Horvat. Man, I can't talk. Okay. Anyways, getting into the first period here, uh, Puck is balancing a lot in the first minute, and then right off the bat, about a minute and twenty seconds in, Ben scores right off the bench with the Sagan line forcing the turnover, and it was just a great shot. It was a great play. Uh, ben looked like absolute beast mode Ben there. That was the first time I think I've seen beast mode Ben in a while. And the whole well, that's wrong. He's been beast mode Ben the whole season. He's been fantastic. I mean, he's been so good tonight, especially. I think this was one of his better games, even though he only gets the one goal. And obviously, uh, Rope has the two. But I think Ben had a, a bigger impact in this game. He was fantastic. 
And right after that, they mentioned that Jamie Benn is actually on a 30-goal pace. I mean, you, th- I mean that was that's way more than we expected from him at the beginning of the season. That's after starting yeah. his first 10 games with zero goals. <laughs> yeah. And it showed how good his month of November really was and how well his, he's played in December, too. His December is still good, yeah. So going on from there, uh, Miller can't hold the line 17 and a half minutes in. And they put up this stat line, and I'm hoping that this continues. That we need some wood to knock on or something. I don't have any in this closet. But Dallas has only used 25 different players this year, and that's tied for fewest in the NHL. And I think that is a really big point as to why the Stars have been so successful this year is because they've been able, for the most part, to stay very consistent with their lines, very consistent with the people that they have and on the D pairs as well. Do you think that has some significance to their success this season absolutely it does but the, the two injuries we have had have been two pretty big injuries too though we lost miro and ottinger for a while so far this season and the way we responded to both of those was very good so yeah that has something to do with us being at the top of being so consistent for sure but i also don't think it's like that's our crutch that's the only reason we're good is because we haven't had any injuries yeah. And, and also some of it comes from us shifting away from the bonus style of hockey that we were playing, which is just hit, grind the other team down to we're trying to just go for offense now. We're trying to use our legs a lot more to win games rather than putting our bodies on the line. And I mean, we, we still see the shot blocks every now and then, but it is nowhere near the extent that it was last year. And that's a good point, James, because uh, especially shot blocks, that seems to be the way that a lot of people get hurt. And uh, thankfully, that hasn't been the case this season. We haven't we've seen people get bumps and bruises, but not too much. So, um, anyways, there was a good shift by Sagan. Sixteen minutes in, the third line was really good. I'm just calling the Sagan line the third line now. Uh, Johnson has a turnover, but he gets it right back. So he he, he kind of cleans up his own mess. Uh, first time I write Olafson's name down, he has an extreme angle chance, and it was a good uh, shift by that fourth line about five minutes in. And Going into the first TV timeout, I thought Dallas was the better team, and they were completely 100% dominating through the first six minutes. Is that something y'all noticed? Yeah, definitely. Well, going on from there, uh, Niederreiter, who was the only noticeable predator going through the first period, had a chance in front. Uh, Dallas is pressuring a lot on the puck. Otter is turning aside a couple of Nashville shots. There was a redirect chance by Jankowski for Nashville. Three great chances by the Sagan line 10 minutes in, and it started with Delandria pickpocketing uh, one of the defensemen for the Nashville Predators. So good play by Delandria there. But again, like we've talked about, really good shift, but not being able to finish. Um, Six and a half minutes into the period, remaining in the period, excuse me, Niederreiter gets another chance. And again, he's the only Nashville player really doing anything up to this point. Uh, There's a McDonough blast, which I was like, holy crap, the guy can shoot. Marchment forces a turnover. Ben has a shot. Johnson with the tip. So that second line doing really good things. Dallas would get a power play at five minutes remaining in the first period. And I want to know what y'all thought about this. I thought the first 15 minutes of the game, Dallas completely dominated. And regardless of whether the Stars had a power play or whether they were on the penalty kill, I think that was actually a detriment to them rather than a positive thing. It, it, I mean, especially with all of the shorthanded rushes that Nashville had on Dallas power plays. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. As one of the best special teams teams in the league, that should be 
where we gain our momentum, not where we lose it. So that was really frustrating tonight. A little bit of foreshadowing there into the second period too. For sure. James, sorry, I, I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, that, that is pretty much all I was saying too. So Dallas at this point, there's seven of their last 15 and both units are converting. So it's not just the first line, it's the second line as well. And there were one for 21 before that. So obviously they're on a hot streak right now on their power play. Um, Sagan has a one-timer blast, which we haven't seen a lot at all on the power play. And it's good to see that. It's not the first time he would do that tonight. Uh, there's a big rebound, but Foxa couldn't get to it. Nashville does kill it off. Dallas gets another power play for the same reason, delay a game. Uh, Yossi has a shot from the left wing side after they kill off the power play. And then Dallas will go to, on the penalty kill, 15 seconds remaining in the first period of talking puck. So overall, going into the first intermission, what did y'all think? Happy. I thought we should have scored more goals. That was my only issue. Yeah. I, I was... I was upset that we didn't end up scoring on either of the delay game calls at the end of the period because those are that's a big mistake just to even having one and they gave us two and we didn't score on either. So that that was definitely a big problem and it left a it left a big cloud over what was otherwise a pretty great first period. So the the only thing I really wrote was that they just couldn't gain momentum off their power play. I mean, that, that was really it the last five minutes. Otherwise, they dominated that period. Um, going into the second, Nashville takes a penalty, and it goes four-on-four four for a short period of time. And during the four-on-four, four, it's Philip Forsberg who scores off of a big rebound. And it was really frustrating at that point because I was like, Man, we had all that good momentum in the first 15 minutes of the first, and regardless of what happened now, it's 1-1. Yeah. Frustrating is the right word. That's the only good thing I had. 18 and a half minutes remaining in the second period after that goal. Suter, with a really great defensive play uh, with his stick, he kind of had a mixed bag game tonight, if you ask me. He had more good defensive plays than he had bad defensive plays but that's the first one i wrote down uh, did, did y'all notice any of that the bad defensive plays were real bad though <laughs> but i mean that one could have led to another goal and that would have been two one national right there so i, I you got to give him credit where credit's due in my opinion but you are right chris you are right to a certain extent literally about a minute after that hints would score off of a redirection off of robo's shot so Dallas goes up two to one. Hints with the perfect goal. It's the third goal in a row where Hints scores off a redirection from Robo shot. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, I mean <laughs> Hints. Yeah. Hints is just on right now. It's crazy. He's on fire. Eight million dollar man for real. Dallas, we go on the penalty kill for the really the first time. Uh, it's holding on Fox. Uh, uh, Sagan had a shorthanded chance. There's another good zone play by Suter and the Dallas penalty kill would do their job five minutes into the second period shots are 13 12 Dallas so it's kind of evened up a little bit more after Dallas had the upper hand um Otter would make a save Dallas would go back on the power play it's holding on Yossi and this is where we saw two shorthanded chances for the Nashville Predators which really frustrated me the first one was Jankowski he had a two-on-one opportunity and Otter makes a really good save there and then the second one Costa Stars a goal. It's two to two at this point. Jakob Trennan scores, and it, I couldn't tell if it rode up Suter's stick or if Suter 
got his stick on it in some way. I don't know if what y'all saw, but Trenton definitely used Suter as a screen there. Yeah, I, I saw. Don't, I don't think it. I don't think it matters at that point. It's just you, you can't give up those rushes when you're a man up. Yeah, that's for sure. But also, weak defense by Suter can't happen either. I mean, that that's weak. And after that, we're halfway through the second period, and the shots are 15-13 Nashville. So Nashville starting to take over the game, especially after having uh, two goals, and it could have been worse. For sure. There was a two-on-one opportunity for Dallas, and I just wrote, Glenn Denning's just not allowed to score. He's just not. <laughs> no. He's not allowed to score at all. Um, uh, William Carrier would have a shot and another rebound, but no chance for Nashville. And I, I want to stop here for a split second. I thought Otter had a really good game tonight, but I have some criticism on him. It seemed like there were a lot of rebound chances on him tonight, and either he wasn't as clean with his rebounds as he normally is, or the Stars were just not getting to the rebound chances. Am I crazy, or is that something that y'all noticed as well? Uh, I kind of disagree with that. I thought we didn't clear it as well. I think overall defense wasn't very good, but I I saw multiple times where Otter had some good rebound control. Mostly, I wouldn't say he, I don't think he held onto as many, but a lot of like hard kicks to the boards, hard blocker punches out, stuff like that is what I saw. James, you notice anything? I, of course, agree with Chris. You are crazy, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Screw y'all both. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, hockey fans. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. At this point, we're nine minutes remaining in the second. Dallas is out shot, out getting outshot, nine to two, and it's at this point it's all Nashville, and it's the tale of two periods at this point with Dallas dominating the first and Nashville that dominating the second. Yeah, and Otter really hung on to it in the last ten minutes of that second period. I mean, he's the only reason that the game was tied going into the third. Fantastic job by him. And that's what I was going to mention. In the last 10 minutes, it was all Ottinger. There was a Jankowski opportunity where he was all alone in front. Dallas would go on the penalty kill, and uh, Roman Yossi would have a chance. Uh, Johansson had to have a redirection chance. Uh, I think at one point, Jakob Trinan had a chance as well. But in the last three minutes, Hintz had a shot. Otter was forced to make two saves, uh, including one of them being a rebound. So it was a great opportunity for... Nashville there and then in the last 12 seconds of the period Dallas will go on the power play and they would get more power play time going into the third period so what did y'all think about the second period I had a paragraph here and I'll I'll wait until I get (laughs) here y'all's thoughts I'll keep it short then it was bad (laughs) yeah it it was bad and the penalties were breaking up everything so the the play was kind of, or the the game flow was choppy. But regardless, the stars played bad in it. 
Uh, Nashville played way better that period than the Stars did. Their head coach kind of tore them a new one, in my opinion, because they, they were a totally different team, 100% different team. And I thought that the Stars were very lucky that it was only 2-2 two to two after the second period, just like Nashville was lucky that it was only one to nothing after the first. And Otter was the big reason for that. He He made numerous saves that I thought could have easily been goals. And the only other thing I wrote was that Dallas just needs to clear the rebounds up. Because Ottinger is playing well. Yes, he, even if I thought he was giving up some big rebounds, he's making the first save, and the defense needs to get to that second opportunity. They need to get to there first. So that was my paragraph there. Um, but anyway, going into the third period, they're starting with the power play. Robo has a one-timer, and Suter would have a really bad turnover on that power play, and yet more screwing up by the power play and giving Nashville chances on the penalty kill, which was a big, big, big thing in tonight's game. I don't know what y'all thought about that overall, but I was really frustrated, especially with that. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Nothing to say there. Um, Foxa and Pavelski would both have chances 17 and a half minutes through it goes through Soros's blue paint. So it goes behind Soros, but out the other direction. And it was from behind the uh, lower red line. Uh, Olofsson would have some pressure that would lead to some ozone time for Dallas. So again, Olofsson making his presence known in tonight's game. Marchment would have a chance and a tip. And there was another Dallas one-timer that they're starting to get some momentum going. They're starting to get some stuff going again after that really bad second period. And then I wrote, uh, Olsen has played really well. He had a great game today. And that was my acknowledgement of him there. Ten minutes remaining. Forsberg would have a shot. There was a save by Otter there. And nine minutes remaining. Olsen with, like, a prime scoring chance. I, I don't blame him for it because it's his first game in the National Hockey League uh, this season. But, man, if he had just gotten that opportunity, wouldn't that be great for him? He just shot, shoots it wide, and I'm just sitting there grabbing my hair at that point, and I'm like, oh, if only. Yeah, I thought that was it. I thought, man, we found the guy to replace Gurionov. As soon as he caught that puck, he dropped it. I was like, all right, put the nail in the coffin. Sails it wide by about just six barely. inches. <laughs> Kiviranta would have a chance. Hence would have a chance. Johnson would have a wraparound chance. There's another good D-zone play by Suter with six and a half minutes remaining. Six minutes remaining, the first line gets a shot off the rush. Dallas will go on a power play, and the, and the refs were not calling anything in the third period, but that was the easiest thing to call, yeah. honestly, on Sagan. I mean, I, I mean, wh what are you supposed to do there? Sagan, he's, his hands are up in Sagan's face. The puck is oh, no, long no, no. gone. It's like 10 feet away at this point in the zone, and... I mean, and it almost looked like for a split second that they weren't going to call it, and then they were like, okay, fine, yeah, it's yeah. really obvious. It was not his hands. It was an elbow. It was a flying elbow to the face where the puck was gone. So yeah. it, and it, what me and James were talking about, which was frustrating, is if Sagan's hurt on that play, it's a five-minute major and a game misconduct. But just because Sagan got up so quick, it's not a. It's only a two-minute minor. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing that happens all the time in hockey, but it's just weird. 
And it's it's even more frustrating because the play happens because they just stop calling penalties in the third. I mean, if you if you're still at calling the bad ones because they weren't even calling like the really obvious ones, it had to be a elbow to the face when the puck wasn't even there for them to call it. So if they just call anything, like I think it was Marchman and one other person who were who like had a shift where they were both like hitting each other really bad. If they just call offsetting minors there, then the game will calm down a lot there. And that's just, it's just poor game management from the refs, in my opinion there. Yeah. Officials not doing their job. Well, if you're the Dallas Stars, I don't think you want to go four on four against Nashville, at least after the (laughs) first goal they scored. No, but you also don't want to be put in a position where Tyler Sagan takes an elbow to the face. And that is true (laughs) too. That's worse. That is true too. And of course, since this is a game where Dallas is just giving up shorthanded chances, 10 seconds into said power play for Dallas Stars, uh, there's a really big save by Ottinger. That, I think, was, even though it was only five minutes remaining at this point, I think that was the big turning point in the game for the Dallas Stars. After the terrible game they played in the second period, their really good opportunities in the third, Ottinger saves the day there. And then they go the opposite direction. They get two chances, one by Ben, the other by Sagan. We see that one-timer again by Sagan. Keep it up, Sagan. We want to see it more. Nashville does kill it off, though. And then Hintz, the miracle man that he is, the superstar that he is, he gets a goal with less than a minute remaining to not only give the Stars a two-point game, but not give a point to a division rival in the Nashville Predators. And, you know, real quick, it is Hintz that gets the goal here, and he gets his second of the game. But it's really Pavelski who deserves all the credit here. After the board battle that he wins, the puck battle that he wins, and he he takes an awkward angle shot to get it towards the net, and that's all that's required to allow Hintz to get that opportunity to put it in the back of the yeah. net. Disagree. Yeah, you- I go back even further. <laughs> Jamie Benn yeah. is the one who deserves all the credit. Jamie Benn, at the end that- of his shift, goes 1v3, chips the puck in, goes around two guys, battles the last guy for the puck, Gets it to Pavelski, who wins it, and then does what you say, Ryan. So, yeah. as the Jamie Ben denier that Ardell calls me, Jamie Ben was fantastic. That acknowledge that's another your big reason. Yeah. Acknowledged there. That's another <laughs> big reason why he was just so fantastic tonight. That play at the end—that's beast mode, Ben. It doesn't—he doesn't need to be scoring the goals. He's the guy who takes on three players on his own and gets the puck. That guy—that yeah. is the captain of the Dallas Stars, right yeah. there. And that was really just, that was all the stars fight in one shift at the end. And Ben goes in, tries to win the puck, gets it over to Pavelski. Pavelski wins it off the boards, takes a shot. Then it goes to Ben. Ben takes a shot. It bounces off the goalie again, goes to Hens, and Hens finally buries it. So that, that's just all, all three players trying as hard as they possibly can to win the game. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic play by Ben by Pavelski, by Hintz. And this is the kind of thing that we didn't see a lot at the beginning of the season, is these close games. And yeah, it's against the Nashville Predators, but the Predators were playing well, especially in the second period, and they were doing okay in the third period. So they faced some adversity, and they did... I mean, they did what they needed to do. And Stars get the win with a final score of 3-2, to two. Let's get into what happened in tonight's game. What happened in tonight's game? Otter is great. Ben is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was a it was a great night for goaltending, but also uh, one other thing I kind of wanted to point out was, and I think it's the reason why our power play was not very good tonight. Uh, our the faceoffs ending tonight was forty four to fifty five or fifty six, so that's that's really bad for the stars. Normally we are at least tied, if not winning the faceoff battle every night. And it felt like on a lot of our power plays, we lost the first faceoff, and then we just. We, we talked about this before. Our zone entries are just not that great on the power play. Most of the time, we are able to just win the faceoff and start the cycle from there. And then if the goaltender saves it, we just win the faceoff again. That's that's how our power play works. If our faceoff, if we're not winning faceoffs off of those, that's when we see what we kind of did tonight. Agreed. Good point. I like that. Yeah, that was going to be my thing too. It's just the thing... I, I like to look at things positively, but at the same time, I want to look at all of the shorthanded chances that Nashville had tonight. Because one of the things that Dallas is proud about this season is they have not given up very many shorthanded goals. And we saw a shorthanded goal tonight. And it's not just the, the shorthanded second. goal. Yeah, it's only their second of the year. That's true. And the other one they gave up to Connor uh, Dewar, I think from Minnesota. And... There was just so many shorthanded chances for the Nashville Predators tonight. And they got away unscathed for the most part, but that's something that they need to fix for the next game. And whether it's against the next team or whether they play Nashville again a couple months from now, they need to fix that before they play them again. For sure. So that that's my biggest takeaway. But let's get into biggest winner, biggest loser tonight. What did y'all think? Y'all already know I'm going with Jamie Benn. He was fantastic. The first goal... Just, I mean, shoot the wrist shot. I've said that for like three years now. And he's 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 doing it a lot this year, and it is fantastic. What a shot. And then just the powerhouse, power forward at the end of the game was so cool. That That's that's what I think of when I think of Jamie Benn is stuff like that. I'm going to take the obvious one. I'm taking Rope Hints. The dude is on fire. It's, it's another two goal game for him and it it's it's another game winner i mean he's he's as soon as robertson kind of dropped off in the goal department he picked it right back up that yeah. i mean that's what's so great about that first line is one like slightly falls off and then another one catches fire and they're now they're the best person on on our team and that's why they've been so good for three straight years now honorable mention to Frederick olison for me tonight because he was very noticeable tonight in the short amount of time that he was given tonight. And if he continues that, I think he's going to be uh, staying with the team and Dennis Garyanov is going to get uh he's going to get the slack. He's going to get scratched because he's playing great and all four lines I've thought looked really really good tonight. I want to see a little bit more I guess contribution i guess they they, they yeah. need to actually like score they need to actually score i'm not thinking of the right word right now but they need to actually score and not just get chances execution. but I'll, for tonight my execution thank you <laughs> the actual person i want to go with is jay gottinger tonight because he played epically in that second period when the stars were back on their heels and if it wasn't for his second period outing and how well he did this game is not I mean, we could have been down 4-2 at that point going into the second intermission against a really bad Nashville Predators team. So that's that would have been very frustrating. And all three of those and, is who and I'm glad a, you actually... It's a good job. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm glad you pointed out Otter because since since the uh, December 10th, the Detroit game, he has only had one save percentage below a 920, and that was the game against Edmonton. So he right. has he has six games now. And that's okay because it's Connor McDavid and <laughs> Leon Draisaitl. So I'll, yeah, I'll give him slack on that. He has six games one. with well over 900 save percentage. He's very much back now. It's great to see. Back to Vesna caliber. And just real quick before we move on to Biggest Loser, I did want to shout out Miro Haskinen because Haskinen had a much, much better game, and it seems that the three days of rest did a lot for him. All right, and real, do your Biggest Loser real quick because we got the we got new baby in the background. <laughs> okay. Biggest Loser, Foxa. <laughs> Foxa hate train continues. He had three scoring chances, and he didn't even look close. Oh, come on. I hate how much you hate Foxa. Anyway, James, go quick. Uh, biggest loser, NHL three stars, but not for the reason you're thinking. It's because they picked them before the game actually ends. So the stars actually be the stars would actually end up being whoever scores the game winner as the first star. Then they were gonna give stars the second and Terrinen, right? Trinan. Trinan. Yeah, I got there. I got there. He he got the third one, which makes sense because he scored the shorthanded that tied the game. You needed one more in. Yeah, one more. Turn in, 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 in. Okay. Anyways, biggest loser tonight. I don't know. I don't have one. Sorry. Ryan says Fox at you. All right. No, I don't say Fox. All right. You guys say hi to baby Allison over here. I keep. There we go. There's baby Allison. And Padre Chambers also in the background. You scared me there for a second. I had no idea you were going to be in the background. But wait, where's Amanda? Is she back there too? No, she she already left away. All right, well, she's gone. There's the baby number three in the Chambers clan. We're really happy. She's doing good. She's kind of awake. She she looks awake. Yeah, she's kind of awake. All right. <laughs> Anyways, anything else we need to mention, you guys? Big uh, game in Minnesota. Stars are one point away from top of the West. Uh, as of now, Golden Knights are playing right now, and they're tied. Oh, and the Coyotes are 5-3 against the Avalanche with one minute left. Very good. What? Yeah. One that is that is one of the biggest surprises the, of the season the that Arizona has been the doing. Coyote, so yeah, Coyotes, is, they're not bad anymore. They're not <laughs> no, good. Right? Go they're not good. Don't no, get me wrong, <laughs> but they're not bad. They are not bad. They're not Chicago bad. They're not Chicago bad. There you go. Right. Okay, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here tonight. We'll be back with you guys uh, again tomorrow night. We going to do that tomorrow night, guys? I don't yeah, know. Tomorrow. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, tomorrow night. Because we got a lot to talk about, especially with this game. This game was fantastic. Well, go and check out StochasticRemarksShop.com. Yes, there is a bath mat. Chris, no, there was no shower curtain. brushes. And... And go and check out StarCasterGamarks.com, a brand new website. We're going to be putting up some more uh, content there as well for blog posts and other stuff. We got some guests that we're going to be having coming on hopefully very soon. And when we get to that and when it's all solidified, we will, of course, let you guys know. And as always, with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening to this. Chris, take us out. GG, boys.